A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got a crazy nuclear revenge story involving putting something in a drink. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, roommate throws out my junk food, so I sabotage her project. Nobody messes with me and gets away with it. This statement has been a mantra for which I live my life. A mantra that has helped me defend myself from crazy people who try to harm me. I have a very small stature, and because of that, I'm very prone to being bullied. This happened throughout middle school, and I had to learn how to hit back. Because of my stature, I'm not the type to get my revenge with physical fights. But thankfully, I'm smarter than the average person in my class, so I had a lot of tricks up my sleeve. I got into a lot of trouble back then, but eventually, people knew not to mess with me. Unfortunately for my second year college roommate Karen, she wasn't in my middle school, and so she didn't know to not mess with me. She made that mistake and had to pay dearly. But before we proceed, let's talk about why a loner like me had to get a roommate in the first place. My high school experience was worse than my middle schools. At least when I was in the 5th and 6th grades, I had friends. People who cared about me. They were twins and we were in the same class. We did everything together and it was fun until middle school was over and their family moved away to Rome. The day they broke that news to me was the worst day of my life. Well, that and the day my parents decided to split amicably. I cried for days and when the summer break ended, I was back to school with no friends. The rest of the kids didn't like me very much. Aside from the fact that I could never be bullied without something drastic happening to the bully, they all thought I was a weirdo, which was true in a way. I had a, um, unique sense of fashion, which involved wearing clothes that were in vogue maybe 10 years ago. Not my fault though. When my parents split, somehow my dad got custody of me and since I was too young to go shopping alone, he did all of my shopping. But my weirdness transcends my clothing. My taste in music and jokes were enough to make people raise an eyebrow at me. Anyways, because of this, I wasn't crowned anyone's favorite. I wasn't invited to any parties or sleepovers. Of course, I wouldn't even expect to be invited to any sleepovers. I was invited to a sleepover once in middle school by a new girl named Mindy. I punched her brother in the nose because he made fun of my pajamas. Anyways, that was my high school experience, and going through four years without any friends made me very comfortable with myself, to the point that I didn't want people in my space. By the end of senior year, I wasn't crying myself to sleep that I didn't get invited to the prom after party in Nick Carroll's parents' beach house. I was even relieved that no guy asked me to the prom. I stayed at home that day and binged watched the final season of How to Get Away with Murder. During the summer holiday, I stayed home, inside my room to be exact, watching movie after movie, series after series, and eating junk food after junk food. I'm only grateful that for some reason, no matter how much food I ate, I could never get fat. Anyways, it was finally time to go to college. Honestly, I would have preferred to stay home and not go to college. I was getting really interested in forex trading, and I didn't need a college certificate to do that. But for some reason, it was important for my dad that I went. So I did. It's his money anyway, so why not? I got an apartment close to campus because I hated the idea of university housing. You couldn't have a room to yourself and they always force a roommate on you. And most times, you guys never get along. My apartment was perfect. 
it was less than a 10 minute walk to campus. The neighbors were chill and they liked to mind their own business. They were my favorite type of people, or at least if I liked people, they would be my favorite. Things went smoothly for me all through my freshman year of college. There was a little hiccup though. One time after a lecture, a girl in my class deliberately walked over to me and invited me to a party. If you think that's the weirdest thing, you're greatly mistaken. Another time, I was heading home when a guy came to talk to me. He introduced himself and asked if I would be interested in going out with him. What the heck is wrong with college kids? Aside from those two incidents, things were going smoothly, until they weren't. During the summer holiday of my first year, my dad sent me the money for my second year's rent. At that point, things weren't going very smoothly with his car wash business and sending me that money was kind of a struggle. I still had a few months left of my old rent, so I didn't have to pay up immediately. I decided to use the money I was given to make a few more bucks, so I wouldn't have to ask for money from my dad for some time. So what did I do? I used the money to fund a trading account. At this point, I'd been learning for over a year, but even though I didn't have experience with real money, I didn't think it was such a big deal. It was. There were lots of factors to consider when trading with real money and I didn't know that. I lost half of my rent money within three weeks and I withdrew the rest so I wouldn't lose it. The next few weeks were particularly hard for me because I didn't know what to do. There was no way I could get the money back and I didn't have the guts to ask my dad for any more money. The rent payment was drawing close and I'll be homeless if it didn't pay up. At first, I considered looking for a part-time job, but I was a full-time student and my hours were crazy. Even if I manage to get a job with flexible hours, I won't be making a lot of money and I'll be sacrificing my reading time and stuff. After weeks of brainstorming, I decided to fall back on the option that's been staring me straight in the eye since the beginning. An option I didn't want to consider till all hope was lost. The option of getting a roommate. With tears in my eyes, I designed the ad and put it online. I also made some flyers and passed it around campus, and that same day, I got over 10 calls. After conducting an online interview, I discovered that none of them were a suitable roommate. This went on for a few days, and soon enough, the calls started to reduce. And as the data rent drew closer, I started to panic. Eventually, I decided to go with a final year student named Karen. She wasn't up to my standards, but at least she was better than the other applicants. I texted her and we met up. That same week, she made her payment and moved in. The one thing I immediately noticed about her is her obsession with neatness and order. She would come back from wherever, and the first thing she would do was look around for something to put in place. Whether it was washing the dishes, or shifting the artificial flower a few inches away from the TV, or setting the throw pillows in place. Normally, I don't have a problem with her being a neat freak or whatever freak she was, but I don't appreciate her cleaning up after me. It makes me feel like a slob and that I can't do anything myself. I prefer to wash my dishes and clean after myself in my own time, and I was doing fine in that manner before she came along. I didn't need her coming and messing with my whole system. That wasn't even the entire problem. Whenever I was in the living room watching a movie or studying, I like to eat my junk food because it helps me concentrate, but whenever she's around, she usually makes condescending comments about how it's bad for my health and how I'm going to become obese in the near future. Funny how between the two of us, she had the plus-sized body. 
She always went on about how I should eat more vegetables and other healthy food. I get that in her own twisted way she's trying to look out for me or something, but it's really getting on my nerves. We had an argument about it the second week she moved in, and even though she promised to step back from my business, she didn't. That's not even the worst problem. It was after she had already moved in that I discovered that she was the kind of person who liked having a lot of friends around. I got home from campus one evening, and all I wanted was some chocolate chip cookies and a good night's rest. But as soon as I got to the apartment, I saw that Karen had over a dozen of her friends. They were playing some really loud music and chattering about something I didn't care about. I couldn't complain because the apartment was as much hers as it was mine. I told her to reduce the music though, and even when she did, they still kept me up late into the night with their talking and obnoxious laughing. The next day, I was so tired that I was dozing off in class. To be honest, less than two months into our whole arrangement, I was about ready to call it quits and just get her money so she could leave. But that was impossible. I didn't have the money to do that, so Karen stayed. It was fine though, because our arrangement was for only one year, and she won't be interested in renewing once the session is over. She's a final year student, and all I had to do was bide my time and weather all the bad days that come with having her around. For the next couple of months, I decided to stay out of her way as much as possible. Most times I'll try to stay late at school, so I won't have to encounter her at home. I have a spot in the school park where I can stay without being bothered, and for my junk food and stuff, I just try my best to ignore her. It didn't always work. Karen still tried to convince me to become vegan sometimes, but at least I could cope. But one day, Karen decided to kick her stupidity up a notch. I was running low on junk food, so I went over to the supermarket to get some. I didn't really have much money with me, but I made sure to buy a month's worth of food. So I brought it home and stocked the fridge. Karen wasn't at home that day, thankfully, because if she was, she would have been giving me crap about my choice of food. That evening, she got back from campus and after going round to the apartment, looking for things to arrange, she went to the kitchen and opened the fridge to get herself dinner. I didn't know what happened then, but when she came back to the living room, I could tell that she was pissed off. I expected her to say something, but she kept quiet all through the night. That was a new tactic, even for her. I had expected her to get on her moral high horse and school me on how junk food is going to kill me way before my time, but there was nothing. Even the next day, when I woke up to prepare for school, she was already awake doing her thing. She still didn't mention my junk food. Strange, but it was the type of strange I would prefer any time, any day. By this time, exams were drawing near, and I had to spend time in the library to get studying done. I didn't attend any classes that day. I just stayed back at the library and studied for the exams. I left the library very late in the evening. I had a lot of topics to cover and I made sure I did it all before I left. I was really tired by the time I got home and all I wanted to do was stuff my face and sleep. As soon as I got home I said hi to Karen and walked over to the kitchen to get some food. Imagine my surprise when I opened the refrigerator and saw that all my junk food had disappeared and has been replaced with healthy foods. I nearly screamed. I stormed off to the living room to confront her and all she said was she couldn't sit by and watch me destroy myself. Who the heck are you? My mom? We got into a pretty heated argument that day and I didn't talk to her for the next few days. 
She didn't even try to apologize, which pissed me off more. It was fine though, because the school year was almost over. Exams are in less than three weeks, and after that, I won't have to deal with her anymore. But I still wasn't satisfied. Nobody messes with me and gets away with it. I had to hit her back. It was very important to me. I spent the next few days of my study time thinking about how to hit her back. At first, it was seeming impossible, but soon enough, the answer came to me in the form of a fragile plant she was tending to. She was supposed to tend to the rare plant as her final year project. And so I decided to kill the plant. I waited till exam started. Then one day, when she wasn't at home, I sneaked into her room and discovered her schedule for the exams. I knew exactly when she was supposed to turn in the plant, and I waited a day before then so she wouldn't have time to change the plant. That night, she left the plant on the kitchen counter, as always, and I dumped half a bottle of vinegar in it. Then I went to bed. The next morning, I was awoken by her scream. I went over to see her calling someone on the phone and I feigned innocence, asking her what had happened. She told me about the plant and blamed me. I denied it instantly, but she didn't believe me. There was nothing she could do though. It wasn't like there was any evidence. I made sure to throw out the vinegar bottle the previous night. She failed that examination and had to stay in school for an extra year. But that next year, I didn't need her rent money, so we parted ways. I've never been more proud of myself. I'm not gonna lie, if you go out of your way, especially when you're short on money, to buy things that comfort you, and you get back one day to find out all of those comfort things, whether it's food or not, are just ripped away and replaced with something that somebody else thinks is better for you, you're gonna want to snap too, so it's not too surprising that OP went and did what they did, but it really does defeat their whole just wait it out mentality. They had a finish line in mind, they just had to stick it out, but they needed that taste of revenge, I guess. Our next story is, bully humiliates me in public, so I poison his drink. I didn't have a very good school experience. Middle school was trash. High school was worse than trash. The only time I felt something close to normal was when I went off to college. The people there were more mature than people I went to high school with. Back in high school, I didn't have a- Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot of friends because I was the new kid. I got bullied a lot, and my solution to that was to join the group of guys that bullied me, impress them, and be their friend. Stupid idea thinking about it now, but it seemed reasonable back then. What was the result of that? Well, they tricked me and made me the laughing stock of the school. 
I couldn't let them get away with it, so I got back at him by giving him food poisoning. But before we proceed, let me start with why I was in that situation in the first place. When I was in middle school, my family moved around a lot. I never stayed at the same school for more than two years. I think this had to do with my dad's work. He was a reporter and a really good one, so he traveled a lot. I've been to a lot of countries. I even enrolled in a Japanese school once. I never had the opportunity to build lasting relationships with the people in the schools. Anytime I made a friend, I usually had to leave before we could really get to know each other. It really affected my ability to relate with people, and I became somewhat socially awkward. The summer before I was supposed to start high school, we were staying in a town in Milan. My dad got an email telling him to return back to headquarters. He was supposed to work with a new team for a while, so they needed him around. We returned to New York and we were staying in an apartment paid for by the company. This meant that like all the others, it was only temporary. I had gotten pretty used to it at this point, so it didn't matter. I was an only child and because I didn't have any friends, I got by with playing video games. I rarely came out of my room either, except to get some food. I didn't even try to make friends with the kids in the neighborhood. There wasn't any use. We were going to move again and I'll stop being friends with them. My mom noticed this and she tried to get me to be more social, but it didn't work. I was tired of trying. A few weeks passed and it was finally time for me to start freshman year of high school. The first day was actually kind of nice. The principal was friendly. He helped me with my schedule and stuff. The first teacher I met, Mr. Stinson, was really welcoming. And even the guy who sat beside me during chemistry was nice. When the first class was over, he walked up to me in the hallway and introduced himself as Mark. He offered to give me the tour of the school. We talked for a moment and he became my first friend in school. We had most of our classes together and that allowed us to be able to hang out the whole day. At the end of the day, we walked home together and surprisingly we lived on the same street. For the first time since I arrived, I stayed out of my room for more than 30 minutes. We stayed outside the house for a while, talking about school, and after that, we went to his place to play some video games. Apparently, he was an even better video game player than I was. At the end of the day, I returned home with a bright smile on my face. I willed myself not to think about the fact that our friendship had an expiry date, and since I wasn't thinking about that, I was really happy. I loved my school. Things were looking up and nothing could ruin it for me. Or at least that was what I thought. Four days after I started in my new high school, I was having lunch with Mark and one of his other friends, Jamie. We were talking about the possibility of time travel and how it relates with the speed of light. Yeah, we were geeks like that. All of a sudden, I raised my gaze up to see that our table had been surrounded by some guys. I didn't recognize any of them, but with the way Mark and Jamie were looking at them, I knew that they recognized them. The guys turned to me and asked me who I was, and where I came from. I didn't want to answer at first, because I didn't like the vibe I was getting from them, but Mark nudged me to respond to them, and I did. The guys asked me if I had any money with me. Even though I did, I said no, I recognized them for the bullies they were, and I was ready to stand up to them. The guy standing beside me looked like their leader. He signaled to the other guys and they pulled me from my seat and searched me. They took my crumpled $10 bill from my pocket and handed it to him. He collected the money, gave me a look, and walked away with the other guys. I asked Mark who they were and he filled me in. His name was Declan. 
and he was a sophomore. He'd been a bully even in middle school, and he usually got away with everything because his father is the chairman of the PTA, and they were very rich. Mark and Jamie advised that I steer clear of his path and just give him what he wants whenever he asks. It would save me a whole lot of trouble. But they were giving that advice to someone who had never been bullied before. I felt it was stupid to just surrender to a schoolmate, and I vowed that it would never be me. In time, I learned that it took a lot more than sheer will to make things happen. A few weeks after I'd started in my freshman year, I encountered Declan again. This time I was in the hallway grabbing some books from my locker for the next class. Mark and Jamie's lockers were far away and so we weren't together. As soon as I closed my locker, I saw Declan and his guys walking across the hallway. Our eyes met and he walked over to me. He asked me to lend him some money. I've been told by Mark that it was his code word which meant you should surrender your money to him. As he stared at me, I couldn't help but ask myself one question. Declan came from a rich family. Why on earth did he need my lunch money? As I had earlier promised myself, I summoned courage and told him that I didn't have any money to give him. The smile on his face faltered and he pushed me against the lockers, threatening to beat the crap out of me if I didn't adhere to his demands. I stayed adamant and put on a brave face, even though I was silently praying he leaves me alone. Newsflash, he didn't. He ordered his friends to search me while he held me against the locker. I tried to resist, but he was too strong. He was at least a head taller than me, and he was a football player. I couldn't compare my strength to his. I tried to call for help, but one of the guys clamped my mouth shut. The other students in the hallway just looked on. No one was willing to help me and there were no teachers in sight. I couldn't win against them, so eventually I had to stop resisting and just let them take what they wanted. When I was released, I yelled some curse words his way and they stopped, and Declan walked back and gave me a punch in the stomach. I thought I was going to faint that day. The punch was so strong, and just like that, I knew I could never win in a fist fight with him. I needed to re-strategize. That lunch break, I asked Mark and Jamie what they thought and how I could get him off my back. They told me it wasn't possible to get him off my back if he already knew my name. The only way to do that was to fly under his radar. But as I'd failed to do that, I had to give him what he wanted when he asked. That still didn't work for me because I had my pride to maintain. I spent days trying to figure out a way to stop being bullied, but I didn't get anything. Eventually, I gave up on the whole plan. He was too strong and too influential for anything I do to have an actual effect. Eventually, I got an idea when Mark and I were hanging out one Saturday evening. We were playing Call of Duty and I've actually forgotten what we were talking about but Mark said something about joining them if you can't beat them. We were talking about the game but the words resonated with the problem I was facing and just like that, I had an idea. I couldn't beat them and no matter how much I planned, Declan was untouchable. The only way to stop being bullied is to join his little gang. Stupid idea in hindsight, but what can I say? I was a teenager and a high school freshman. We rationalized stupid ideas. Mark was the sensible one. He told me immediately that the plan was stupid and it wasn't that easy to get into Declan's inner circle. I told him I was going to do it. Declan was an egotistical jerk and he would do anything to stroke his ego. I mean, that's the whole point of taking money from the other students when his parents are rich. It's all about showing off the fact that he can. 
I told Mark not to worry about it and I'm going to carry out the plan and it was going to be perfect. And it was. At first, I went to school the next week and went to Declan, begging him to let me be a part of his group. And when he asked why, I told him because he was obviously the strongest person in school and anyone would be lucky to be friends with him. As expected, it had the desired effect. He told me I could join his circle, but only if I could do what he asked. I was happy that my plan had worked and that I failed to ask him what he wanted me to do. The next day he came to my locker and gave me specific instructions to leave my class five minutes before lunch break. He told me to meet him in front of the girls' toilet for my task. Still, I didn't think anything of it. I did as he ordered and met up with him at the designated location. We got into the girls' locker room and he and the guys tied me up to the sink of a restroom. Then he gave me a small cutter and told me to cut my way through and he'll be waiting for me outside. I still didn't think anything of it because I thought that all they wanted to see was how quickly I could get out of the bind. I did as they said and because the cutter was only semi-sharp, it took me a long time to actually cut through the rope. When I did, I walked out of the bathroom, shocked to find some girls standing outside the bathroom. They had their phones out and they started to film me as soon as I walked out. They were calling me a pervert and laughing at me. Declan and the guys were also at a corner laughing and filming me. I had never been so humiliated in my entire life. And to Declan and the guys, it was all a joke. I ran to the men's restroom to hide from the shame and I didn't step out till lunch break was over. The next day was worse than the previous. The news had spread and people all started to call me perv. Apparently Declan told them I went in there to spy on girls. At that point, Mark and Jamie told me to just give it up. Declan was a bully and he wouldn't stop. But this time, I decided that I was going to do something drastic to make him stop. Owing to the fact that I completed the girls' toilet task, Declan welcomed me into his group and I started to hang out with him. I pretended that there were no hard feelings with the prank they pulled on me and as I got close to them, I learned lots of things about them. But it took a while for me to learn something I could use against him the fact that he was allergic to pineapple. After knowing this, I carried out my plan. One day when he was in practice, I snuck into the boys' locker room with a bottle of pineapple juice. I grabbed his bag where he always kept an extra bottle of orange juice. I poured some of the pineapple juice into the orange juice and left before anyone saw me. When the football practice was over, he entered the locker room with the rest of the football team and I waited outside beside my locker for the fireworks. Mark came to meet me by the locker room and he asked me what was going on. I hadn't told him the plan, so I used the time to fill him in. Just before Mark could say something that I'm sure was some type of reprimand, the football guys rushed out of the locker room, carrying Declan to the infirmary. He was rushed to the hospital and we didn't see him in school for the next two weeks. When he came back, an investigation was carried out to know who poisoned him, but nothing turned up. Eventually, they let it go, and they finally stepped in on all the bullying Declan had been doing. They asked him to stop, or the next time might be worse. I continued to go to the school for the rest of the school year, but I never had to deal with Declan and his troubles ever again. You know, going into the story with the title, Bully Humiliates Me in Public So I Poison His Drink, I was afraid OP was going to put, like, antifreeze in there or something. I mean, to be fair, I guess it's not that much better considering it was a bad enough allergic reaction for them to be in the hospital or out of school for two weeks. 
but at least it wasn't something that in theory should just like outright permanently damage him, I guess. There's just no justifying this though, it's just too severe, OP could have literally have ended his life. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 